0: Let's just compare every Sopranos character to members a, of the 2022 Celtics.
1: This is a good this is a good bit for this week.
0: <laughs> I already know who Feach Lamana is. <laughs> Who's Feach Lamana? It's Joe Johnson. No question. He like came in during COVID for like twenty minutes. He he made one basket, everybody was happy because he's like forty years old, and then he was sent off on his way. <laughs> So, That's the greatest fucking basketball player to Sopranos character analogy that I could ever come up with. So I got my foot up a snatch. <laughs> <laughs> the great Bob Loja. I mean, he only got like two episodes. But the
2: great Bob Loja.
0: From Television
3: City in Hollywood. The following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to the 105th episode of GFA Live. I am your host Peter Winston and today uh, we're going to pull a little bit of a fast one here because on the, at the end of episode 104 we discussed watching Wrestling Challenge this week and changing it up a little bit but then looking at the lineup for Challenge I found that a bit lacking you know talking about the same people once again and you know, generally uninspired. So we looked back to superstars, and while that was okay, we're, we're going to add a little bit of spice or a little bit of crumpets or something to this. Yeah, we're going to watch UK superstars from Britain, mainly because the video apparently has at least one commercial on it that we can riff on, and that's, that's lovely. And there's nobody that I would rather have for this and my amigo, my Padre, my best friend in the whole world, my dinner companion from last Saturday, a man who knows more than a little bit about proper pork preparation, Mr. Keith Langston, how are
3: you? Oh, hello! How are you, Pete?
0: <laughs> I'm really hoping for a lot of Lord Al. We're we're, we're kind of rolling the dice here. We don't know what's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> we are traveling across the pond. Going to visit our own, merry old England. <laughs> it's going to be a wonderful day.
0: I, I really hope that it's like the Canadian superstars.
1: Yes. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to <laughs> Wrestling Superstars. <laughs> I'm sure hoping we get an appearance from Paige's family as the, in this. Like, you know, her dad was like a professional wrestler over there, her mother.
0: No, you don't think so? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so Is she even alive in 1992? Well Paige I don't think is alive or Maybe, okay. I don't know, but, you know. They, they she, did a thing promoting An appearance by her Of course she's now you know known as uh, Soraya or something like that Yeah. And uh, the, the photo of her Completely fucking unrecognizable I had, no, not, I had no idea what, some, who, the, who it was
1: Somebody was saying she looks like Kim Kardashian And I'm like she kind of does look like a Kardashian now It's very odd looking
0: yeah, but that can be a pretty tenuous game because you could ask for the Kim and end up getting the Courtney.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you don't want to. You don't want to go to the wrong yeah. doctor and yeah. get that. You don't d- want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I, I guess the booty is strong with that one.
1: Oh, uh, the booty. Yeah, I like booty. But, 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 but remember that song where it was like, "I like booty, but, booty, but, but, but
0: booty." I I had a song. I, I had a thought about. Uh, I had a thought about booty songs the other day, mm. and since we since we live in the year 1992, doing this podcast, I was thinking of songs from that era, mm-hmm. and of course, the the one that gets all the attention is the Black Man's National Anthem, as uh. said by Stuart Scott, Baby Got Back, and mm. And, you know, I got—I have to admit, I've heard that song just too many times. I, I, it's like Hotel California at this point. It, it's mm. just completely fucked out, in my opinion. However, one song that I never get tired of is from the great WNE, Rex and Effect, or, uh, Rump Shaker. Ah, yes. Like, yeah, but the, the thing that I forgot about is that song's like five minutes and 30 seconds long. It's like, who the fuck is, what is this, fucking Led Zeppelin? It had that must have been like a dance, like they must have
1: played that like in the club, and that's why they played it because everybody would get up and you know everybody would be shaking up their booty,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean I, I, I think it's a little bit more raw than Sir Mix-a-Lot's song. Mm. Over overall, I mean you know we 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 have our favorites. Sure, right. of course, oh, well,
1: you know. of course I, have. <laughs> I I would say I'm a big fan of uh, my my favorite is. I still like, I because I remember being in college and hearing it all the time was the thong
0: song. Oh, yeah. Well, that's probably why I accidentally. Dun, 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 dun. That's why I accidentally. Uh, that was a Cisco, right? Yes, That was Cisco. Mm. That was a
1: big hit back in like 2001.
0: Yeah, it feels like hip hop went through kind of an evolutionary period during the early 2000s. Yes. <laughs> and we're back to this again. I'm sorry, I'm sitting in my uh, living room in my underwear, but yeah. <laughs> not
1: really. Give me a thousand, give me thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> Have a I, nice day.
1: I don't do a good Furio, not as good as you. Yeah. So, you pay me thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> give me one thousand dollars. I'm going to give you another thousand? <laughs> You're, that's bullshit. You're ripping us off for a G note? Up in the club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in in any of it. Yeah. So I, I'm excited for UK superstars because, frankly, I don't know if I've ever watched one of these.
1: No. I mean, can you pull up what would have been the superstars for this week in America just to see if it's like different or if it's. If it's relatively, because I know that they would sometimes do different shit over the over across the pond and up up north, you know. Yeah,
0: in Canada, you had to have a certain amount of Canadian content. <laughs> did did which, they
1: still have that in 1992?
0: Was well, that they, still a thing? Well, they well they weren't filled Oh, that's still a thing now. Um, I don't know necessarily like for for wrestling or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know they got Undertaker, Virgil, Money Inc, Bulldog. So in theory, I guess we're going to see British Bulldog on UK superstars. So I'm just fully expecting the announcers uh, who are probably just it's probably just Vincent Perfect. But I would like to think that you you get these Homer UK announcers who are like way over the top with the British Bulldog, like Dick Mm. Vitale calling a Duke game. (laughs) (laughs) Something along those lines.
4: It's a British Bulldog, baby.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And uh and you had expressed you know, I talked about how the lineup for challenge was a, yeah. a little bit lacking. Mm. And, and you were you were upset because uh there was a platform interview with the Ultimate Warrior and I know you don't like to miss those.
1: <laughs> I'll be willing to <laughs> Yeah, I'm willing to overlook this uh and in in, in in retrospect. I, I, I I'm okay with it because uh, you know, um we get to see a possible at least like you said, at least one British uh, I just want to see like one BBC show commercial. <laughs> that's that's my goal for this show. Is if we could at least see like one where it's you know maybe not Benny Hill but close to Benny
0: Hill. That would be that would put me over the edge. Coming up this week on Doctor Who, the Doctor. <laughs> like okay, all right, we 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 get it. But uh, I have to issue uh, there, there's a certain subset of fans out there. I have to issue a Dublin Destroyer alert. Because Uh, he's one of the enhancement guys on the show. uh, Look at this this fucking lineup. Yeah, it's. uh, I'd
1: I'd like to know why your.
0: I I, I don't know what the What? Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was gonna say I want to know why your UK uh, announcer sounded like Christopher right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I just can't. I'm not even gonna bother to do the UK voice. I think it's funnier if the guy in the UK (laughs) is talking with a Boston accent. Yeah, he's from the Boston neighborhood of uh, of London. You know, little Boston. You you sounded like you were about to say a May
1: guy's wife doesn't host this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don doesn't wear shorts. Uh, I I think the real difference that we're going to see here is in the event centers. Mm -hmm. Like, what does a UK event center look like? I'm dying to know. So am I. I need to learn these things, so I'm going to hit play. All right, everybody. More or less the same theme song. I don't see any differences. No, not yet. We are one weakness of the WWF at this time period, unless I'm completely forgetting somebody, they didn't have any good British heels. No. Yeah, am I, le- am I leaving out somebody? Cause I mean, are there
1: a lot of British heels? Is, the only British heel that ever comes to mind is Steven Regal.
0: Yeah, well, where's, Re- where's the Regals? Where's the Dave taylor is? is, is?
1: Oh, yeah, Dave Taylor. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not going to have Regal. I mean, he's in WCW at this point, isn't he?
0: Uh, He's actually just coming to America around 1992. He was taking a job at McDowell's.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, oh, he was coming from
0: Zamunda. That's that's a reboot idea is coming to America. None of this shit, you know, where, you know, like the thing that they did last year. I'm talking coming to America where everything is the same except Lord Stephen Regal, or William Regal, is the Louis Anderson role. Hi. <laughs>
1: Me, I'm on lettuce. Soon I'll be on fries, in the grill. A couple of years, I make general manager of raw, and that's when the big bucks start rolling in.
0: I think the only chance that we're going to have to add a coming to America drop is if we if we do the 1989 project that was proposed and we get an Akeem match, when you think of garbage, think of Akeem. Think of Akeem, hiyo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just uh, that, yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, I think that everything is going to be the same, the same here, with the exception of those event centers. But that means we'd still get the same intro. So we're at May 23rd. And Vince is very fond of the crutch of just in time for blank week, you know. Uh, but he's, you
1: know. he has to change it for something that's British, right?
0: I don't think that they. I don't think that they split it out like that. I don't think they Ugh. were that grand. I think you can tell that they're getting lazy about certain shit because we, we've reheard the same house show promos from guys two straight weeks. That's just laziness at that point. Like you can't but, Vince, e- but Vince
1: can't Wait, Vince can't possibly announce Just in time for National Footlong Week Here in Arkansas, like, well, why the fuck Would anybody in England care about that?
0: You it's, never, gotta
1: be like, it's gotta be like What? Go ahead, I'm sorry
0: Never underestimate the rest of the world's Fascination overall With American popular culture mm. Um Thank you. I, I wasn't expecting
1: that. I guess you got a point, but I, I just. I, I mean, it should be like just in time for National Tea and Crumpets Week.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say uh, National Pizza Week.
1: Just in time for National Blood Sausage Week.
0: <laughs> if he says Shepherd's Pie or something like that, I'm going to lose it.
4: Coming to you just in time for Memorial Day.
0: <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Well that sucks. I don't know how, how the UK does it. I I, I mm. think they're they they're, they're so regimented over there. I think that's just uh Bank Holiday X. It's well, like- I was
1: gonna Yeah, I mean they have a Memorial Day. I don't know if it's May, the weekend of the last weekend in May over there. I'm sure it's some Memorial Day. Um but you know, yeah. they probably call it like Remembrance Day or something.
0: Yes.
5: It's WWF Superstar! Hello, everyone.
4: I'm Vince McMahon, along with Mr. Perfect. And this week, we're honoring all of the brave men and women who have died serving their country, the United States of America. You mean.
0: (laughs) On the UK show. Yeah, see, I think 84, Vince, (laughs) he he would have cut a completely different thing. He would have even done like a little fucking British accent. Probably would have brought in Lord Al. Like,
1: fuck you, UK. (laughs) You know? We're going to honor all the dead veterans in America, all the dead people, including all the ones that fought in the American Revolution and the War of 1812.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Coalition of the willing, fuck you. (laughs) uh, All right. So how how is Mr. Perfect going to connect uh, dead uh, uh, soldiers of the past, which is what Memorial Day is honoring, Mm -hmm. to Randy Savage and Elizabeth?
1: Um, All right, let me see. He's going to say, well, if there's one thing we can remember, it's that Randy Savage is a cheater. And, of course, Elizabeth has fond memories of the time she was stooping Ric Flair. And that's her Memorial Day.
0: If if memory serves, I think this episode has uh, one of the all time great perfected flair little vignette interview things. Okay, good. I'll save that for later.
4: Like that brave ringside physician who died last week immediately after the Ultimate Warrior puked all over him. Uh, We're not talking about that. I told you not to bring that up again, McMahon. But I've got a gut feeling that as time goes by, (laughs) we'll have a more inside look at the Ultimate Warrior, courtesy of the curse of Papa Mm Shango.
0: I don't I don't think that the whole curse is just making him throw up constantly until the end of time hmm.
1: Swing and a miss yeah if anything you know what's gonna make perfect or what's gonna make warrior throw up until the end of time is if he started taking trulicity because he was diabetic and I know that from personal experience
0: oh oh okay <laughs> I, I wasn't sure where you were going with that
2: mm-hmm
1: and how um Well, again, another swing and a miss from Perfect. He sounded like he was trying to really go Jesse there, like be a Jesse Ventura, and it just didn't work. Perfect just, I don't like Perfect as an announcer. I didn't really like Perfect in this era.
0: You know? What I would love to know, and of course, uh, Perfect died 20 years ago now. I mean, Mm. that's hard to believe. Mm. Uh,. Who was, who was forcing him to do the the whole puns with whatever Vince would say at the top? Was that Vince's doing? Was that a producer directing him to do that? Or was that Perfect doing that himself?
1: See, I want to say it was probably Perfect doing it himself. Thinking that, like, he was going to... Because, I mean, I think Perfect had good timing. It just wasn't... Because he was always great in uh, in an interview. I just think it was... He's, he's trying too hard to be... A combination of Jesse and Bobby, and that's just not going to work. I mean, you're talking about two, two of the, uh, the great comedy guys in professional wrestling. He's not
0: uh, as he's not as funny as he thinks he is. Which, if I remember correctly, was one of the comments that we got on uh, Apple Podcasts for this very podcast. <laughs> Those guys aren't as funny as they think they are.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? I've been told that several times. Um, you know before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially like whenever I bring up this podcast, somebody always goes,
0: you know, you're not that funny. I told I I've told you a million times. To- what did I tell you? Yeah, I know. nobody cares about anybody else. No, <laughs> nobody. No,
1: I got to listen to my friends talk about their fucking sneaker collection, but I can't talk about my podcast.
0: <laughs> sneaker collection. How many? See, the thing with shoes is you can only wear one of them at a time. Mm. Well, technically you wear two. Well, how do you wear two? No, you wear two shoes, but I mean, they should match unless you're Punky Brewster. Why is it called a pair of jeans? <laughs> you can't put on one leg. Well, because I think originally it was just one leg, and uh, you would pull them up like like they were chaps or
1: something. Ah, is that what it is?
0: I guess. I have no idea. Uh, Berserker Fuji promo. Are you excited? What?
1: <laughs> yes. All right, wait. Can we play the game? Isn't there a game here?
0: Well, the, like, well, the, the game previously has been, will Fuji say my berserker? <laughs> okay. Um, but I don't know if the same rules apply. Like I, I said, my berserker, he's got to say it more than one and a half times. But that's for a 30-second promo. He's not uh-huh. going to get it in in 15 seconds here.
1: No, but I'm going to go with, okay. He, well, you never know. Here's yeah, well, key,
0: uh, actually, you you want to know what I think is a better game. How many times will Berserker say huss in the 15-second promo? Ooh, ooh set this a, is a good one. I set the over-under at seven and a half. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: yes. All right. Ooh, shit. Okay, this is a good one. Um, I'm going to have to go over, but I'm going to tease it. I want to parlay this or tease it or whatever with, does Fuji's accent drop
0: during the promo? that's really kind of a judgment call
1: well you and i are the judges much better than the supreme court we're judging so
0: i really think that this husk question is is important because it's something that i just thought of right now <laughs> all right
1: just thought of right now
0: seven and a half i'm going and, over and go Undertaker,
4: we gotta put your six feet under. Undertaker, I'm gonna yeah. kick your stinking teeth in,
5: shove you in a coffin, and put you back in a grave where you belong. Yeah. Hush.
0: Hush. <laughs> Hush. It's either five or six because I had one six. of them. Okay, yeah, we picked up like the last half of a Huss, and, and I'll count that. But it doesn't and I'll, matter
1: because he still went under.
0: Yeah. What the <laughs>
1: Now this fucking guy's going to start ribbing me. What the fuck? <laughs> what did I ever do to John Nord?
0: He, I think Hulk Hogan has something to do with this. <laughs> That's where I needed that savage drop. Right there, that very fucking moment after 105 episodes. There was no point that I would ever need that more. <laughs> I mean, John, Hulk
4: Hogan
0: has something to do with it. John Nord is fucking with you. Speaking of which, we never got a uh, Berserker-Hogan match that I know of, other than their brief interaction at the 92 Rumble.
1: Hmm. Was anybody really wanting a Hogan-Nord match? I mean... I think Nord Nord would have been a
0: pretty interesting opponent for Hogan. Yeah,
1: actually, now that I think of it, I mean, he is kind of like a monster heel. He would have fit probably better than... Well, I don't know. Well, in my opinion, he would have fit better than Justice, because I didn't want Sid fighting Hogan. Because I knew where that was going to go.
0: I think so. Berserker would have been a good Hogan opponent in like '87, but mm. time tra- time traveling. '92 Berserker versus '87 Hogan in the summer. In lieu of, in lieu of, um, Killer, Killer Khan. Khan. Holy
1: yeah. shit! You and I both said Killer Khan. That's hilarious.
0: But which Khan <laughs> are you talking about? Killer Khan, Tony Khan, Nick Khan? All Tony- the Khan. Tony Plow from Leave It to I'm, Beaver. I'm talking Wrath of, about Wrath of Khan.
1: I'm talking about Tony Pena,
0: <laughs> former Royals manager Tony Pena. Yeah. Whatever. 2005 Royals. Whatever happened there? Whatever happened there? I don't know who the enhancement guy against Taker was here because they didn't put his name. Bill Pierce. He was one of those enhancement guys that I enjoy where he got up on the second rope and started screaming at the crowd. And it's like, we don't even know who you are. They didn't even put your name on the screen.
1: They knew who he was.
0: Yeah. The, 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 the girl in the front row who seems very skeptical. Like, I don't know if this uh, funeral director guy can get over as a baby face. That was what mm. the look on her face said.
1: Yeah, he did, though. He was effective.
0: They stopped doing the body bag bit.
1: I don't know why. I think it would have been great seeing Undertaker continue that gag. Oh, Papa
0: Shango. It looks like they uh, cut out the part where Gene talks about the fan club or something between (laughs) from the pages of the World Wrestling Federation magazine. Because it it seemed like a quick cut there. Brought to you by...
3: Watched and waited nervously last week
0: as the Ultimate Warrior squared
3: off against one of the Nasty Boys, Brian Knobs.
0: <laughs> that graphic there that says Ultimate Warrior slash Knobs, <laughs> I, I, I got to get that fucking framed on canvas or, or on canvas for you so you can hang it on your wall.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: please don't. And now we got a rehash of the segment that doesn't come off very well on an audio podcast. Nor, no. does, it, nor does it come off well on video, either. No. But we can goof on it. <laughs> Warrior looking
1: yeah. in pretty good shape at this point. I mean, he looks pretty good. Granted, he wasn't as jack, but at least he was, like, cut, you know?
0: Yeah, he, he, he looks healthy, except for his hair. His hair... What I think happened was I think he would get complimentary shampoo along with his steroids Yeah, that's why that's why his hair went to shit.
1: Yeah. He wasn't using he wasn't using Pert Plus. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's not even just I mean it looks less full, it looks ratty. It's like his split ends have split ends. Like he's peppermint do you, patty.
1: Mm, do you think that he was do you think he was like very uh self-conscious about his hair at this point?
0: um i you know what's funny is i don't really remember hearing stories about the warrior being as self-conscious as like flair and 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 i i don't know about like brett or whatever but these we've talked about how certain wrestlers would get very self-conscious i don't know if the warrior is one of those guys
1: Mm. i'm gonna say probably not yeah appendicitis
0: it's the curse, McMahon. <laughs> and uh, do we have doctors out there to help him? Oh, no. No.
3: They're fucking agents, Frankie. Look at this.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. What's Billy Red Lions going to do for him, huh? <laughs> Jesus.
1: Billy Red Lions.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> so far,
1: oh. nothing really... Not, they really aren't doing anything related to the fact that this is in the United Kingdom. Yeah. What well,
0: was mm there's strongbow again who's who's uh very upset that he had to put down his uh, he had to put down his food uh to come out and help him I so have a breadstick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is
0: that is that
1: Strongbow
0: so, did he get fat? <laughs> Strongbow's one of those guys who uh definitely was complaining about the food at the Italian mm-hmm. dinner with uh,
2: absolutely
0: Artie's a little off his game lately
1: 45 minutes for a Piece of eggplant.
0: Forty five minutes with this fucking angle here where Warrior is writhing on the floor. One of the issues I think I have with this, other than it just being too long, is it doesn't come off well in the in like a large arena. No. In a studio, like in Memphis, oh this yeah. shit would, this shit would get over. But I don't know. Seriously. Think when there's seventy five hundred people and they can't fucking see what the hell's happening because there's no screens. Mm. And it's Ultimate Warrior trying to act like he's sick. I mean, he's not exactly um, Gandolfini or De Niro here.
1: No, he's certainly not. He's certainly no fucking Meryl Streep, that's for sure. Mm.
0: It is nice to see J.J. Dillon out there, and it's entirely possible that I got J.J. confused with Billy Red Lions. (laughs) J.J. Dillon.
1: I think I got J.J. Dillon confused once with Billy Red Lions on the show.
0: Whenever the agents have to interact with the Ultimate Warrior, it's always fun to me, because I think of that time at uh, Royal Rumble 89, when mm-hmm. War- Warrior went insane during the Super pose Down, and belly-to-belly Suplex. Nick Bockwinkle. <laughs> and Bockwinkle went for the fucking ride, and that's why he's one of the greatest fucking workers who ever lived.
1: He's also the original gangster.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Holy shit, I forgot about that bit. That was one of my better bits, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Bockwinkle being a uh, like in the 99th percentile of rappers for the year 1986. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot of shitty rap going on back in those days with the Super Bowl Shuffle and then the weird Patriots response song. Yes, have you ever heard you, you ever heard
1: <laughs> the, that the responsorial song from the Patriots?
0: Yeah. <laughs> New England, the Patriots, and me. <laughs> Uh, I advise everybody to look that up on on YouTube. It was from a channel called V66 here in Boston that was yes. basically like a local MTV, is what as they were quickly, trying to make. As quickly
1: as possible, look that up.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, now we get to watch Warrior puking on the medic again. Are you excited?
1: i thrilled.
3: Back in the Open Warriors dressing room, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, he is suffering severe abdominal pain. The attending physician there. To help him out, along with a number of his friends, the Open Warrior.
4: Oh, <laughs> <unfortunately. laughs> oh, let go back out to ringside. This is unfortunate.
1: Notice how he says a number of his friends, and his friends are the fucking agents?
0: I have a hard time believing that J.J. Dillon ever went out to dinner with the Ultimate Warrior like you and me did last week. Hmm.
1: Well, if anything, we know that J.J. Dillon would have been looking for breadsticks.
0: We didn't get to have breadsticks. We had to have bread balls.
1: Yeah, but that worked out. <laughs> I'm a breadstick. <laughs> I know, I know. We had a breadstick then. Yeah. I have a breadstick day.
0: <laughs> oh, we got a Papa Shango promo. This is gonna be uh, some lucid shit here.
1: Very well, it's gonna be more looser than the guy he's talking about,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Shango and Warrior. It's like, is is there another matchup of guys that you could put together throughout history of incomprehensible promos?
1: Um, hmm, I am gonna say Warrior and how about the Red
0: Rooster? No, because at least not Terry
1: Taylor, but the Red Rooster.
0: Oh, I thought you meant like a different red rooster, like not the guy Terry Taylor, an actual an actual red rooster.
1: <laughs> yeah, how about the warrior and a gamecock?
0: <laughs> and, yeah, you got you got to differentiate because Terry Taylor is not the red rooster. a fucking nickname, a derisive one, but a nickname nonetheless.
5: Ultimate <laughs> warrior. Now, at a final possession, I wreak my curse on you. I now own your spirit.
2: Oh. I now own the club. You want to
0: take the club?
3: Oh, shit. Quick.
0: Fuck it. Okay, it, it's it's an unsolved mysteries that includes a guy putting on a Ronald Reagan mask to uh, to rob a bank. <laughs> what, right, is it, a... what is what is this fucking um, Point Break?
1: Yes. <laughs> what if that was the unsolved mystery? Was Point Break? Because <laughs> they're confused about it in the UK.
2: Mm.
1: It looks like somebody was robbing banks over in the U.S. <laughs> they were wearing masks of former presidents.
0: It's unsolved and. Are we going to get Bob Stack, or are we going to get, like, the UK equivalent?
1: I don't even think we're getting a UK equivalent. I think there's just some random guy talking.
0: All right, let's see. Bank robbers.
3: He changes identities like most men change shirts. Is this house really haunted? Find out on Unsolved Mysteries, Saturday at 8 on Sky One.
0: (laughs) We got got both. Yeah, we did. (laughs) I love it. I love it.
1: Oh, it's great. Dwayne
0: Gill. He is on every friggin' week. It's great. And he's facing Virgil. (laughs) Nice.
1: Virgil, believe it or not, I don't know if you knew this, but at this time in 1992, Virgil was the number three baby face in the UK. (laughs) And in the order, and this is in order, it went Bret Hart, British Bulldog, and then Virgil.
0: I'm gonna quote uh one of the Flanders kids and say, Is your source on that reliable? <laughs> I was trying to figure out a,
1: a system for fl- the flat tax and I, I've actually mistakenly proved there is no
2: god. <laughs>
0: I th- I think you're not giving enough credit to Duggan and Boss Man at this time. Also Warrior LOD.
1: Savage, Warrior Savage. I mean Yeah you know undertaker i mean i'm giving i'm giving an awful lot to Virgil in this i just think that Virgil was a big was over in europe <laughs> not the same level as brett but few people can be
0: i don't know i'm looking at the crowd in the background and th- that does not scream third most over guy
1: <laughs> no considering i think i just saw some guy like playing soccer in the background i'm like are you uh, uh, oh football
0: excuse me Two guys there just fucking set up a table and are playing solitaire. You're telling me that this guy's over when when they're not even like looking at the ring. <laughs> I
1: love that two separate guys are playing solitaire.
0: <laughs> well, no, they're well, yeah, they they laid out a table, yeah, and they're each playing.
2: Oh, it's funny.
0: The two separate guys. <laughs>
1: they're not playing a game they're not playing a game that you play with another human being they're playing separately yeah yeah that's lovely
0: well they uh, they want they once had a fight over uh somebody one of them marking the cards so yes. they can't they can't play poker no more
1: no no more no more poker did he just mention lex luger
0: uh probably for wbf body stars yeah because that's oh. I, I i don't know if that's being promoted the same way in the uk like are we going to get the the little ad that we get every week where Sean Mooney says something clever about uh, bodies. In
1: fact, I think that the Go For It is the theme is the theme song over in the UK.
0: <laughs> well, let's hope so.
1: Go for it. Go for it. Go, 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 go for it. Look at that little kid's got a shirt. Virgil with the check mark.
0: Vince just said that there's no nicer guy than Virgil. Hmm. I mean, out of all the falsehoods that Vince McMahon has told over the years, that one might be the biggest fucking whopper. Yeah, we're going right back up for another oh, match here. Oh, there we go. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Money Inc. Well, you'd rather have them wrestling than cut promos, right? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ.
3: FICA and Federal withhold. <laughs> well, you know.
1: Unfortunate. Yeah. What What is that nonsense?
0: Well, they showed a guy holding up one U.S. dollar, but because this is the U.K. version, all I'm saying is 84 Vince would have somehow digitally altered that to have him showing uh, a British pound. This is the most
1: wonderful piece of paper there is. (laughs) The American dollar.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Of course, the U.K. not on the euro as the euro, I don't believe, existed at this point.
0: They they, they were never on the euro. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: But even the, the euro still didn't exist at this point.
0: Uh, yeah. No, it did not. That was 1999. I OK.
1: Believe. Now, this is a stretch. We're going to have IRS cutting a promo. You know, he's going to mention taxes. It's the United Kingdom. They don't pay American taxes.
0: But again, they're not. 84 (sighs) Vince would have digitally all he would have dubbed in a new rotundo promo where he would have been like, you know, the House of Lords, blah, blah, blah. Really?
1: Like, it's just what the hell? Like, this is this is such piss poor production by Vince or Kevin Dunn at this point.
0: I blame the WBF. Mm, I'm just I'm just saying 84 Vince would have made this right for us. Yes. This is a new character that I'm inventing. Where 84 Vince is literally fucking Superman. <laughs> Do no wrong. 84 Vince. Uh, all right, IRS. Is he gonna talk about taxes or is he gonna talk about how he likes to get his rocks off? Uh,
1: both. <laughs> I get my rocks off. <laughs> I
0: was
1: gonna say I get my rocks off doing taxes.
5: <laughs> Tax cheats out there that filed for an extension. Need to know that cheating on your taxes is highly illegal.
1: All right, well that actually that actually could translate, because I'm sure that they have taxes over in England, and you can file for uh, where well you can file for an extension. So all right, that wasn't terrible.
0: Yeah. I uh, mean, again,
1: it's, it's kind of odd having a uh, having a U.S. tax guy give a lecture to. British tax people, but uh,
2: whatever. Gonna,
1: I'll let it go.
0: Again, I think I think you're missing the point that they're just gonna re-air the same shit, but they're gonna call it UK Superstars because they had one commercial for Unsolved Mysteries.
1: <laughs> I think we may have made a mistake
0: here. <laughs> oh, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> those those guys have taken down their solitaire table again, and they've decided to start eating.
1: I <laughs> see. I think I made a huge
4: mistake.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, God. Another bad joke by Perfect. What the
0: hell? I'm telling you, Perfect's batting average is not as. He's not as funny as he thinks he is. No. (laughs) I mean, you, on the other hand. You're a
2: funny guy!
1: (laughs) I am. Yeah. I told you, Hendry. You're supposed to be doing this shit, too, you know.
0: (laughs) All right. What, uh, how, how did IRS? Uh, how did Money Inc. finish their matches? Why am I blanking on this? Was it Million Dollar Dream or was it Write Off?
1: Um, I want to say. I, I'm gonna say. Oh, maybe it's this.
0: Well, there's um, the D, the DiBiase Sawyer Power Slam. I'm gonna give that an eight out of ten. Nice, free and easy. So I. See, I wish that they had used the Million Dollar Dream because they could do the bit where DiBiase puts the hundred dollars in his mouth, yeah, and uh, Rotundo takes it away like he's the tax man. Yeah, one hundred percent tax
1: did. rate. That's what he usually did anyway.
0: Well, yeah, Virg- Virgil would go and grab it, or Sherry would uh, would do that. Mm. Yeah, we know what Sherry did. I thought you didn't I thought you told me she didn't do that stuff.
1: No, no, <laughs> Sherry
0: did that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's a regular event center. Oh. And one of the World
3: Wrestling Federation's premier events is going to be taking place right here in Europe this summer. Now, several sites are presently being considered by WWF officials for all the action.
0: Oh, we don't even know where we... All right, everybody, we're coming to town. We don't fucking know which ones or what venue, but okay. That's a crock of shit. They knew where
1: they were going. There was two choices. Everybody knows the shoot interview. There was two choices.
0: <laughs> it was easy... No, but everybody knows. There everybody. Was two... I literally don't know what's going to come out of your mouth next. But okay. <laughs> Everyone
1: knows. It was either going to be in London, where the main event was going to be... Uh, Brett Bulldog, or it was going to be at the well. I don't know if it was the MCI Center, but in D.C., and it was going to be Sean and Brett in a ladder match. Those were the those were the two options they were going to have.
0: It would it would have been the uh, U.S. Airways Arena, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the MCI Center in D.C. Uh, I actually went like the weekend that it opened, which is oh, funny. Yeah? Which is funny, and e- even funnier is because I was flying out that day. I had my fucking luggage with me for some reason. Because I couldn't keep it in a hotel because I was staying in a dorm. With so, where, a fucking... where did you keep it? Did you have it in the seat? It next was to you? It, in my seat, like basically in my legroom. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: fucking, Pretty fucking that, pre, insane. Yeah, <laughs> pre 9 11,
1: you were able to do a thing like
0: that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is in Washington, D.C., in like a brand new arena, too. We, huh. we, we thought of things different back in December of 97. Among oh, the sure.
3: possible cities are London, England, Dublin, Ireland, and Vienna, Austria.
0: <laughs> that, boy, that Crush Repo Man match would have been something in fucking Vienna. <laughs> Vienna, Austria.
1: Austria. Well, good day, mate.
0: <laughs> Vienna calls for you. Oh, whatever. Waits for As you. you might imagine, word
3: of this incredible announcement has quickly spread throughout the WWF, and two superstars very uh, anxious for Conno all right over Wait, okay. are the okay. Warrior ah, and the very shit. mysterious Papa Shango. Ah
1: shit! I was hoping we were gonna get like I hope we were I thought we were gonna get a chance to guess, and it was gonna be like Hacksaw and like uh, who would have been like another good like person to interview? Maybe like Mounty. That would have been great if we heard like Hacksaw and Mounty going like. You know, let's see if, all right, let's pretend the Hacksaw, you do the Hacksaw uh, promo, and I'll do the mounty promo.
0: <laughs> really? Can, can, we right. ju- can we just get through this here? Right, I mean, it's do- a, a Warrior Shango dueling promos here.
1: Uh, all right, I'll do both. Ready? Ho! Hex hey, everybody in the UK! <laughs> I just want you to know that Hacksaw oh, Jeff Duggan is real happy and real proud to possibly bring my American spirit and pride over to the United Kingdom to come over there and wrestle for you! Ho! <laughs> All right. Now, now Mounties is... You know, the foreign order in Canada is not the same as the bobbies over in Britain. And I'm going to tell you that my law and order is the way to...
0: This is my jurisdiction. This
1: is my jurisdiction.
0: (laughs) We did establish many months ago during the Summer 91 project that Mountie Bossman was your typical inter-police jurisdictional dispute. Yes. (laughs) All right. But now now we got Warrior and Shango. You know how much yeah. I love these promos. Sure.
5: Summerslam. Munich. Germany. Oh. How many of you people know of Voodoo? How many of you people know of Papa Shango? Ultimate Warrior. We would like to meet you in Germany, we still have a view, spells, and curses for you. Uncharted territories.
0: <laughs> yes, mainland Europe, fucking uncharted territory. Yeah. <sighs> I wasn't I- sure if that fucking Shango promo was ever going to end. <laughs> Like, and have him... I know, they're they're, they're pushing him big time, but holy shit, what did he even do on SummerSlam? Wasn't he in, like, the pre-show or something? I think he is the pre-show. I mean, boy, that's a fall from grace, because um, obviously no King of the Ring. So your last pay-per-view, he's interfering in the main event, and then, you know, cut to... Uh, England, and it's like okay, um, yeah, you're going to be in the uh, opening match. Was he in the
1: opening match though? No, because it. No, he's in the pre-show. isn't Oh,
0: he? yeah, he's in the pre-show against El Matador, right? They're, wow, they did, they did two dark matches.
1: And then he's not on SummerSlam. I mean, he's not on. He's not in Survivor Series. Is Shango in the war? Is Shango in the Rumble?
0: Ninety three Rumble. Yeah. Um. He probably is, but I don't. I don't remember him in any way. That's what I'm that. saying. I don't
1: know if he's in the Rumble. Did Shango never get a televised pay per view match?
0: Um. Well, I'm going through the list for um the ninety three Rumble and whether, because uh, I I don't want I don't watch that Rumble that often. Maybe like once every. Yeah, that's uh, not a great Rumble. Every three years. And indeed, uh, I, yeah, I do not see him here. Wow. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. No, he's number three. Because, yeah, you have that weird thing where it's like Flair and Backland are the first two. And it's oh, okay. Like, Ooh. Ooh, it's 1982, Atlanta all over again. And then Papa Shango comes in at number three as like a, a wet blanket. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is all stupid ass bullshit now. And we're assholes for watching it. <laughs>
1: I believe that was the technical term.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, wonderful. <laughs> Let's go now to Judith Light on the uh, set of Who's the Boss? <laughs> Judith Light.
5: <laughs> Uncontrollable forces held spellbound by the voodoo of Papa Shango. I know full well after the skeletons of warriors past have crossed the oceans by unconventional means, upon arising and hitting those beaches, let it burn, let it rise. Let <sighs> the power that I possess, control the entire European nation. Can Papa Shango the Buddha you possess follow me to such a place where it shall be
3: destroyed? the ultimate warrior willing to travel the globe to face papa shango in the ring, and you can see that collision when SummerSlam arrives in europe this summer don't miss your chance to be a part.
0: okay so they're doing the bit where they're just saying that it's coming to europe apparently i missed that earlier because i have uh bad comprehension skills uh, he he was
1: warrior had the foresight to know that the U- european union was coming um <laughs> He said European nation, but you know, I'll give it a
0: union. Yeah, union. <laughs> back in those days, it was known as the common market. But, ah, yeah. Oh, here it is. Here's, all right, here's Bulldog. So, are we going to get enhanced crowd noise for the uh, UK audience?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: We're back with more WWF action.
0: You know, later uh, all right. Well, yeah,
1: The guy comes down to the oh, Barry Hardy. Did you know, it's Barry Hardy and uh, Dwayne Gill had like the same haircut. They had that like mullet with the instead of just business on top. It was also like
0: blonde on top. Those guys are total fucking legends because they're, they're on this show every week, too. Yeah, it, it, it's it's phenomenal. I I love these guys. Maybe it's Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know.
1: I would say that you should have Barry Hardy, Dwayne Gill, and Barry Horowitz should all be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year.
0: Why can't they just throw Barry Hardy into AEW and have him team with Matt Hardy and call them the Hardy Boys? Jesus. Yeah. It's not fucking hard, people. I mean, do we need to have
1: Matt team with his brother? No. Have him team with the mysterious third brother.
0: Are you sitting in the middle of a hurricane again
1: no it's like i got my windows open and <laughs> i did <laughs> i'm I, i'm just sitting in mirror i'm sitting in my I, i'm just
0: yes <laughs> oh no you, you i i like how you stopped mid-sentence when bulldog puts hardy at a uh reverse chin lock to kill some time to allow for a repo man 15 second promo <laughs> This, sometimes when you do things on a podcast, uh, certain things occur organically over time. <laughs> yes. And, and one of them is uh, this, this Bulldog-Repo Man feud, which has taken on a life of its own that I was not expecting. No. I mean, God, they, God bless it. After the way Bulldog got choked out and hung by Repo Man on Challenge a few weeks ago, they are at the precipice of a crossroads here <laughs> in this feud. Yes. Certain events have expired recently that have caused these two guys to come in conflict with each other. Hmm.
1: That has greatly impacted the bottom line of the WWF. (laughs) I know Brutus' bottom line was impacted, if that's what you're referring to. (laughs) You you
0: knew that was coming. Ah, Yes, I I, I knew that was coming.
3: (laughs) British Bulldog, my whole life dogs have ruined my business. Well, you're one Bulldog that's not going to ruin my business, because I got a choke collar for you! (laughs) And I'm the man that can take the bite out of a dog!
0: (laughs) Repo Man has deep-seated issues with dogs, so therefore he's feuding with the British Bulldog who is a human being.
1: (laughs) Allegedly a human being.
0: Hey, he's uh he's very he's more popular than Virgil.
1: Yeah. How? Well, yes, that's true because Virgil's the third most popular face in this company.
0: Oh, behind uh, Savage and Warrior. No, no, Brett and um,
1: <laughs> Brett and Davy Boy.
0: Yeah. And the Power Slam ends it. So. Who's on? I'm gonna. Yeah. Who's on you? So, actually, doing the UK Superstars has been enlightening because of the way that the event center was. It's like, oh, yeah, we're coming to Europe. We don't know where. Could be uh, Lilyhammer Norway. Could be. uh... Oh, look at this.
2: Oh, whoa.
0: Mr. Perfect wearing a new windbreaker. (laughs) Remember how hung up on that shit I was. Yes. Uh, this one is like uh, apparently some sort of time traveling Seattle Seahawks one. That's like dark blue with the uh, with the green, like like the mm-hmm. seat what the Seahawks wear. Yes, and Flair is wearing a Hawaiian shirt, which mm-hmm. I I find a little bit questionable because there's only two kinds of guys who wear those shirts: gay guys and big fat potty animals. And Rick <laughs> Flair doesn't look like a big fat potty animal to me. Oh, you'd be wrong. (laughs) And and a young lady wearing one of those like tops that go off the shoulders, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of like how
1: Meredith wore in the office that time when they were doing the casual Fridays. Yeah. You know, she wore it was too short both ways, and when she would pull it down, it would expose her breasts, and then when she would pull it up, it would would expose her vagina.
0: Mm Hmm. (laughs) I mean. All right, so they're having a picnic here. That's a very lovely picnic. And they got a boom box. They do. And uh, it's very strange that Perfect is there. Like, what is this young woman like? Mm -hmm. Obviously. What? Mm -hmm. Obviously, obviously, Flair is uh, fucking her right now. So he's going to say, hi, everybody. Here's Mr. Perfect and this woman that I'm currently boning. (laughs) (laughs) Why is Perfect there? Mm-hmm. What is this, some sort of Eiffel Tower thing that uh, mm-hmm. they, maybe it's for the U.K. superstars? <laughs> <laughs> That's France. But anyway, <laughs> the <Eiffel Tower. laughs> they, they're going to do a big they're going to do a big Ben on her. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a big Ben. Parliament. I don't I don't even know what that means. I mean, they're to really going to they're going to bend gonna, her over and show her the 50 states. No, oh, wait, that's an American. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there is a definition for Big Ben uh, from a sexual perspective.
1: Oh, 1000%. Are you kidding me? You know that over in the UK. All right, let me look this up. Uh, let me do a little research here and find out what happens when you give a woman a Big Ben. <laughs> it's not what you think.
0: Um. Well, uh, okay. All right. Um. It is the second definition there. It has eighty-eight thumbs up and nineteen thumbs down. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have it on your screen because I think uh, Lord Al, I think Lord Al needs to read this.
1: Okay, hold on a minute.
0: Yeah. It is. Uh, hold well, on. Well, I, I was ju- I was just gonna say that I, I could bring this up on the big screen for you so that it's easier for you to read. Oh, that's uh-huh. true.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: OK. It- so, all right, we're bringing in Lord Lord Alfred Hayes. Uh- <laughs>
1: Hello. Hello, Peter. Thank you so much for calling me in. I just want everybody out there to know that a Big Ben is what we call over in the UK across the pond, a sexual act where a man or a woman engages in fisting with their partner while wearing a wristwatch.
0: Now, it it, it can be any kind of wristwatch, but generally non-digital. Oh,
1: yes. For instance, here, we have, let's just say you're with somebody. Uh, At one point, Charles gave Diana, fisted his Rolex up Diana's cot.
0: I didn't know what I was getting myself into there.
1: (laughs) But you're a wealthy. Grateful for it, aren't you? <laughs>
0: I I am. I am for sure. This this picnic business is uh, kind of throwing me here. It's making me hungry. Mm. <laughs> I, I want to eat outside in front of a picket fence. <laughs> it's got to be Vince's yard or something.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: W- will the woman talk? No, there's no way. No way.
1: <laughs> Unless she says, like, oh, yeah. Something like yeah. that, maybe. Mm.
4: You know, perfect people take life way too serious. Not you and me. You smell that? That's excitement. No, that's love in the air. I oh, fucking dude. knew it. You Wait, look pause it. you perfect and the real world champion. Pause, pause
1: it. I fucking Sorry. knew it. The boombox is playing his theme song. I fucking <laughs> knew it.
0: <laughs> that's that's a baller move to carry around a boombox just play your theme song wherever you go. <laughs> you can't deny. You can't deny that. No. That is, I was thinking to myself, I was going
1: to ask, I was going to be like, what music is coming out of the boom box? And I almost was going to say, I bet you it's, his, I bet you it's his entrance music, but I didn't because I was like, that's just too, that's no, there's no way Rick is that fucking stupid, but yep, he is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect went to him and was like, Hey Rick champ, can I, can we play my theme? The Mr. Perfect theme? No, I don't think we'll be doing that. We don't have time for that today. <laughs> I'm sorry they're perfect. We don't have time for that, baby.
4: You know that we style and we profile, we take in the rain. Hey, for us, life's a picnic. We enjoy the very best. <laughs>
0: perfect just He grabbed a grape off the vine that's there, a green grape. He took he took one bite of it, found that he was disgusted with it, and did they spit it out and bat it with the fucking grape. <laughs> that's magnificent oh. you know what I absolve perfect of all of his announcing sins just for doing that <laughs> I know I, I know I'm not I'm not a priest or anything but as as a as a podcaster <laughs> of 92 WF I, I absolve you of your announcing sins
1: all your sins <laughs> praise be to Sid.
0: oh he doesn't he, he doesn't really work here anymore
4: it has to offer every day of our lives only one problem liz you won't leave me alone you're calling me on the phone you're sending me telegrams you're knocking on my door all night long honey don't you understand you are permanently on the outside looking in slick rick just for one second
0: permanently for three years. <laughs> the, you, you'll be hanging around me in 96 on Nitro. What's Nitro? Don't worry about it. Don't worry, Liz. I'm going to bring you
1: back, baby. Because if there's one thing I love, it's sloppy seconds. And I love sloppy seconds.
2: <laughs>
1: and even more than sloppy seconds, I love Hogan's sloppy seconds. <laughs>
0: Sorry, you're not getting a laugh for that. Uh, Perfect's tracksuit reminds me of the old Maxim that I've heard. I, I love how that made me sound like um, Carmine there. I think it was Axiom I was looking for. There's no folk like tracksuit folk. <laughs> the the old are
4: blooming. The birds are chirping. It's springtime. Maybe you ought to cut her a no, little we're slack. Booked. We're booked for good. She's out. She's figured out. I can understand her frustration, baby. Once you've been there, you want back. <laughs> I don't blame you, but it's not going to happen. You know, Mr. Perfect, <laughs> she's even.
0: <laughs> now Perfect grabbed another green grave, teased the woman with it. She was like, oh, and then he just fucking threw it away. <laughs> threw it away like it was the goddamn necklace at the end of Titanic. <laughs> this is like, this is this is the best this is the
1: best vignette that they've done I think so far. Well, maybe not the one in the empty are- in the empty auditorium that was good, but this is probably better than the than the one on the yacht, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, I know that we have the lot the, the infamous lost episode. Yeah. And one week we had struggled to remember which interview with Flair it was. It yeah. was him and Vince in the restaurant. Ah. Uh. And I was obsessed with all the people in the background, none of whom were Arnold Scullin for once. Yeah. And I, I wanted to know their backstory. I wanted to know how they ended up having dinner together. And why couldn't, like, you and me be, like, two of the people in the background sharing some yeah. bread balls?
2: <laughs> yes. Bread
0: balls. <laughs> Peter and Keith got together last Saturday and bonded over some balls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that one's queued up, but it's the easiest one to play.
4: Some bread balls. (laughs) (laughs) I've been leaving messages on my answer machine. Show them.
0: (laughs) Pulls the tape out, does the boop. (laughs) I like to think that they filmed this, like they filmed 20 takes of this, and then when it was all over, there was 20 cassette tapes off to the side that they had to pick up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that they didn't just return the tape, that they God. bought new. Fre- Perfect was like, no, I, I got to do the bat thing with a fresh tape. I can't hmm. do it twice. It's like a baseball pitcher who complains of like uh, who who, who, need, who needs a clean ball from the umpire every fucking pitch. Yes. Those guys annoy me. There was a guy last night. I was at the New Hampshire Fisher Cats game and he got called for violating the pitch clock twice in like four pitches. Oh, Really? Yeah, the clock ran out, so a pitch gets called a ball. When yeah. that happens. Yeah, I'm aware of that
1: rule, Pete. I watch baseball. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, well, I'm—I mean, you know, for our UK. All, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right, No, for our newfound UK no. listeners who are ah, checking yes. out this podcast for the first time, like, wow, these guys did a UK show. Like, sure. Hey, yeah. <laughs> sure thing.
4: <laughs> oh, baby, you are all the way alive. I can't come to the phone right now for obvious reasons. <laughs> but if you leave a message, baby, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Baby. Wait for the woo and the beat.
0: That doesn't even sound like Flair. That sounds like you doing Flair. <laughs> <laughs> How do, Did you travel back? Hey. You, I think what happened is something got crossed up when you traveled back in time to yeah. record Flair's voicemail. And you fucked with John Nord in some way. And that's why he's haunting you.
1: It could be that. It also could be that like I upset the space-time continuum and now this is just this is just everything is all messed up and now we're living in an alternate reality where Hulk Hogan and John Nord have superpowers that allows them to teleport back and forth between time time zones.
0: <laughs> it is clear that Hulk Hogan had something to do with this, even though he is not in the company at this time. <laughs> Maybe some Hulk Hogan's got something to do with it. All right, so I guess now we're going to hear a voicemail from Elizabeth. Now, what would be really
1: funny is if it was like a man's voice. (laughs) Like Bobby (laughs) Heenan throwing in like a, Hi, Rick,
2: this is uh, Elizabeth.
0: (laughs)
5: Yeah. Hi, honey. I know you're not home. You're out on the road again. But I just wanted you to know how much I miss you. And when you do get home, I'm going to give you an extra special
2: homecoming. I love you.
0: Bye. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder what that means. Let's ask well, Jack, Let's ask Jack Tunney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's another project we could do. Is I I know I know. I'm just yes. littering. 88 from SummerSlam to the end of the year, mm-hmm. mainly because uh, we would get bad news beating up Jack Tunney. Oh. And uh, we would get Survivor Series 88 thing out of it.
4: <laughs> we could do
0: that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Here he is.
4: You bought the cow, and he got the milk for free. You live with that. Hey, Liz, what are you going to give me that I want, baby? I got it all right here. You got nothing for me. You and Savage better get two things straight. You're not coming back, baby, but the belt is. <laughs> Woo!
0: Uh, Liz, Liz is better looking than the girl who's there with them.
1: That also didn't look like Flair's wife at the time.
0: Oh, you mean Ric Flair might have been uh, stepping out? I'm shocked. Shocked and appalled that those kind of things are, 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 are happening. <laughs> it is a current affair.
1: <laughs> it's a current event center.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're back in the event center so, and we have no idea what's going to happen here. I didn't even screen these to see. We had the idea to do UK Superstars literally two minutes before we came on for this.
1: Before you said hello, everyone, and welcome.
0: Yeah. Oh wait, we get more taker, bro. Oh, come on. Is this one? I hope this is one of those promos where Paul Bear is being haunted by Paul Bear, <laughs> like we had a couple weeks ago. Oh. <laughs>
5: Oh, Mr. Fuji and the Berserker, there's going to be a double funeral in Europe. I hope it's Barcelona. You're going down.
4: The Berserker, the most vicious of the Viking warriors. No better place than your home ground of Europe to be put to an end. And you, Fuji, don't think the reaper Will look past you. You come to the dark side, and once you enter the dark side, you never leave.
2: Uh,
1: yep. <laughs> I mean, this is supposed to be the British version.
0: Again, it's it's just the same promos. I think. Well.
1: But like saying like all right, all right you had Warrior talking about the European nation. You have Fuji, or you have a European European funeral. I hope it's Barcelona. Like, what does Barcelona have to do with this?
0: Uh, they were hosting the Olympics that year.
1: Oh, is that what it is?
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, has, has to be. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, obviously, uh, you. Uh, clearly, SummerSlam, way too big to be held in the same city as the Summer Olympics. So it, it, it would, you know, the town ain't big enough for the both of them. <laughs> uh, well, at this but, point
1: now, it seems like the uh, it seems like it seems like the WWE, WWE is pretty much like the Olympics. It's actually costing the city money to host them as opposed to having them there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Well, they got Na- Nashville coming up for SummerSlam and then Boston for Survivor Series. and uh, I
1: have a feeling. Uh, is it possible that that gets changed from the Fleet Center to the Lowell Memorial Auditorium? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're going um, to go from Big Four Stadium pay-per-views, but apparently <laughs> the uh, Survivor Series is not a Big Four pay-per-view anymore since they're having it at TD Garden the weekend of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which... Uh, which which sucks.
1: That'd be uh, great if they that'd be great if they moved it to like Lowell to the uh Songus. Is it still the Songus Arena? Uh
0: it is. Yeah. Uh but what I'm going to tell you is they could fucking have one of these pay-per-views in my backyard and I would draw the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, oh, here comes Seth Rollins through my fucking backyard again. <laughs> Who's he jobbing to this month?
1: It'd be really funny if if they were holding it in your backyard, and Seth Rollins had to, like, stay at your house. <laughs> uh, Here, Seth, you can stay in the spare bedroom upstairs. It's also my office, but don't worry about it.
0: The, the irony being that you would expect a backyard mud show to be held in my actual backyard, but...
1: Oh, yes, well, you know.
0: Not backyard, backyard not a,
1: mud show. Not a big but, four pay-per-view. Man, like oh.
0: Berserker at SummerSlam '92. You remember what his role was?
1: Berserker at SummerSlam '92. Yeah. Uh, he opened the show, right? Or he pre-showed?
0: No. He... He, w- he was in the uh, the next to last match. Yeah. Against Tatanka, but it was cut from the pay-per-view. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> but it happened.
0: It, it happened there, yeah. Like, Tatanka it happened live? De- Tatanka defeated the Berserker in 546.
1: But it happened live? Yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah. Okay. Now, it is UK superstars, and you're like, well, what are they going to make this about the UK? Well, you're getting a fucking full Repo Man promo right now, okay? And that's the hottest feud in the United Kingdom at this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> repo Man the number
1: two babyface.
0: Yes.
5: Oh, this is gonna be great, Europe! You know, the last time I was in Europe, I scoped out the whole area, and you know what I seen? I seen some beautiful volvos. I seen mercedes, Bench and porsches too. And you know what? We're wondering, SummerSlam, where could it be? Well, I know where I want it. It's the same place where that British bulldog is from. Right around Sheffield, England! Davy
3: Boy Smith, do you remember this? Well, I do, because it keeps you right under control. What do you do with the dog? You put him on a leash in Sheffield! I'm going to
0: take (laughs) you!
1: Darry Darso doing the Lord's work right there. God love him.
0: He's doing Sid's
1: work. Oh, shit.
0: I don't not I don't not mean to be overstating the case here, but Repo Man, my God, he he took a look around the locker room and he said, "Hop on my back, boys! I'm carrying this promotion through the summer."
1: No shit. I mean, what you know? What we missed out on was a long, long, long feud of for the Intercontinental Championship between Bulldog and Repo Man. <laughs> They shuffled so fast to Shawn Michaels.
0: Nope. Yeah.
1: Oh, here he is.
0: What's wrong with Mounty's sunglasses look weird?
1: Is he wearing like Brett sunglasses? That'd be fine. That'd be kind of funny.
0: Nah, I think that feud's over. Um, Our referee here is Tim White, who uh, passed away. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, kind of like unexpectedly too. Like, I didn't, you know. I mean, I know we tried to commit suicide one time. Well, but that was also, I believe, gimmicked, right?
0: Well, they did those fucking storylines, and that's that's the kind of shit that doesn't age well.
1: Did I ever tell you about the time my mother said something? She used the word gimmick, not referencing like <laughs> wrestling, but my mother said something about something. Oh, well, that's that person's gimmick, right? And I almost lost my shit.
0: <laughs> I Am thought I-, I thought you were gonna say she used it in the way that Steve Austin. Does where he refers to any anything, any object as a gimmick? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all still
1: got those love seat gimmicks. I can't remember what my mother said. It was so funny though, and she was like, "Blah blah 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 blah." You know that gimmick, and I was like,
2: <laughs> And "My mother goes,
1: what are you laughing uncontrollably for?" And I went, "You just said the word gimmick." Mm. And she goes, "Yeah." She's like, "That's a word in the English dictionary." I said, "I know. It's just really funny."
0: He knocked him right off the ropes, right back into the middle of the ring, McMahon. Oh Mountie, you- oh, Mountie brought back that passive control whatever thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is this Jose Luis Rivera that he's wrestling? Who is he wrestling right now?
0: Oh no, this is the great Bobby Knight. Oh. <laughs> and uh because this is the battle of the hat and sunglasses. <laughs> Sergeant Sar, Sar, Slaughter is here for an insect promo.
2: Hat and sunglasses.
0: <laughs> it was it was a feud over who had the best hat and sunglasses combo. It's
1: a lot better
0: than the feud over the
1: shampoo commercial.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, Booker T and uh, was, was it Christian T and Edge? Edge, oh, was right?
1: It, yeah, was it Edge or was it Christian? I I, I always get those confused. I know. Jericho was the one that he had the feud with Kane over the cup of coffee, right? Uh
0: something something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh I, I I understand that apparently Christian did a promo referencing um uh the deceased Luke Perry uh the other night. Yeah. And, and I, I look forward to Meltzer nominating that for disgusting promotional tactics. Oh wait, I think we all know why that won't even wouldn't even be considered because if you look at like the Wrestling Observer disgusting promotional tactic, there's been at least like four, five years where it's been exploiting somebody's death. Mm-hmm. Most recently, uh, Paul Bearer
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> with uh, CM Punk uh, before uh, 29.
1: I wonder what um what do you think the promotional disgusting promotional thing will be this year? Will it be paying that lady three million dollars in hush money?
0: Uh, no, actually, if I remember correctly, the WWE doing business with Saudi Arabia is one like two or three years in a row. <laughs> ah, yeah.
1: Well, it's good to see that uh, a guy like a, a true gem in the industry like Meltzer has morals.
0: Well, it, in in AEW, none none of that stuff matters. If if they if they do it, it's okay, but if it's done elsewhere, although if you go back to the 80s, when like Fritz is literally exploiting deaths every year, and then when he then when he fucking ran out of kids, he faked a heart attack of his own
1: I was gonna say, but he was exploiting his own children, that doesn't count
0: If we can't exploit our own children, who are we gonna exploit?
1: (laughs) Fritz von Erich
0: (laughs) If you take away our uh, ability to steal ideas, where are they gonna come from? (laughs) Anyway, here's uh, Sasha Slaughter.
5: <laughs> you no, know, Memorial Day, I'd like to take a salute to all the brave men and women who died for this great country. And Maldi, you're in for the shock of your life, because I will never surrender. Mm. You
0: know what? Well, mm. I'm sure Hogan he, made him sir,
1: a couple times, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, Hogan put on his fucked up figure four and made him submit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fucked up figure four. I'm going to do it backwards, brother. This is how it works for me.
0: It's an industry term. Yeah. (laughs) Mountie is doing a lot more singing of his theme during this time period. As he should be. He's got a beautiful
1: voice. Didn't you know that?
0: Yeah, but I missed the forest uh, version.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but Jacques Rougeau actually won a, a Grammy Award for singing the mountie theme song
0: what about pco did he get a piece of that or i
1: think he did i think he did afterwards because i think when they changed it to we're not the mounties i believe he got a uh, conditional one <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like how that's a gripe of mine Uh, Whenever they have, because I saw this a lot during like the NBA finals, but it's every sporting event that they nationalize on television. When they get like people to sing the national anthem, they're always like a multi time Grammy award winning, and Mm -hmm. I never know who the fuck any of these people are. Like, what Grammys are they winning? How many fucking Grammy awards are they giving out? In the the
0: words of Marge Simpson, in the words of Marge Simpson, modern music is none of my business.
1: But that's kind of like how – you know how Kramer technically won a Tony Award in that episode? And they let him keep it because he went up and he challenged – who was it? uh, Raquel Welch. I feel like that's how it is with the Grammys. Like they give – there's probably seat fillers out there that get Grammy Awards. And then they're five-time Grammy Award-winning singer. And then the person goes up and belts out a horrible version of the National Anthem. And then we're supposed to just accept that this person won a Grammy.
0: Don't get me started on uh, national anthems because last 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 night at the uh, Fisher Cats game, the the guy fucked up three different words in the anthem, and uh, I, I was uh, I was keeping track as as it went along, but uh, a lot of it was like you know messing up one word here and there, and it's like yeah. that doesn't even make sense. So Mountie, I, I, Mountie's got a post-match bit here where he screams at his opponent for whatever oh, okay. reason. Yeah. I don't,
1: I don't understand people messing up the national anthem though. I mean, come on, we don't know what it is. It seriously, it's like it's like a Christian messing up the Our Father. Like seriously, how do you fuck that up?
0: Well, get, get, uh, at last night's game, given recent events, uh, I, I wasn't too keen on hearing the national anthem yesterday. I, I would have I would have rather have heard, you know, another song that might be a little bit more to my liking. Something like that. <laughs> I'm on board
1: for having us change it to that.
5: Mm. <laughs>
0: Nice job by Tim White getting out of the ring there.
1: <laughs> Demonte go, get out of here, Mr. White.
0: <laughs>
1: that would have been really good if he was like very very nice to the referee. Get out of here, Mr. Official.
0: This thing has been extending on for a while where you almost think there's going to be some sort of confrontation in the ring. Because <laughs> now Mountie's grabbed the microphone and it's going to talk.
1: Or, or at least some kind of payoff.
0: Yeah. I want you to
3: play my music.
0: Oh, please. Oh, we going to get We all remember the uh, those rock concerts that they did in back in 03. Mm-hmm. All, Hollywood Rock. Uh, little did we know we got Mounty concerts in uh, Yeah, I told you 90, he's, gonna, he's an accomplished singer.
4: I could really sing.
0: The best part is when they start playing it and instead of his theme it's Moon River and he's going to fucking knock it out of the park. You you would swear to God that Andy Williams was there himself. On River
4: (laughs) He can, huh? Well, thank goodness for him, he can wrestle considerably better, than he can sing. You wonder what kind of tune he'll be singing after
3: Sergeant Slaughter gets red on
5: (laughs) me.
4: You big
1: I'm the it. bounty and I always get, get my the man. Oh. I thought that uh, was actually like live, like me and Gene came out and announced the warrior.
0: That was another weird cut, I think. So, something got cut out there. And the warrior is there with a jacket.
2: Hmm.
1: Because
0: apparently he just got done warming up in the bullpen.
1: (laughs) Why would he be wearing a jacket?
0: It's the jacket! It is a nice jacket, although it is weird to see Warrior wearing a WWF jacket. Just plain. Well, no, doesn't it have the Warrior on the back? I I guess it's all the stuff on the back, but you would expect something on the front.
1: I remember getting jackets like that where... uh, Do you remember remember in... Would it have been 86? When was the Olympics in L.A.? Was it 86? 84. 84. Do you remember 84? I'll never forget this because we had one in my house. I think, like, the Wheaties was giving away, like, if you bought, like, I don't know how many Wheaties and you sent in the UPC code, you could get, like, a a USA jacket for the Olympics, Yeah. And it was like this, it, was, it wasn't It was even as nice as this vinyl, it was like vinyl material. It was essentially a windbreaker, but I don't even think it would protect you from wind. It was, that's how flimsy it was. But I remember I used to wear it because I don't know why. And uh, I just remember the day it like ripped and it like, it ripped because like I, I caught it on like the corner of like my screen door. And I remember being really upset by that.
0: Well, yeah, it's a it's a one of a kind thing from mm-hmm. the 1984 Olympics. By the way, do, can you tell me which professional wrestler was part of the opening ceremonies of the 1984 Summer Olympics?
1: Was it Diamond Dallas Page?
0: No, the correct answer.
1: Driving his pink Cadillac.
0: <laughs> the correct answer is five year old Samoa Joe. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, he was uh, I, I don't know. It was some sort of uh, I mean, you know, the opening ceremonies, it's got all sorts of like weird pageantry that I don't necessarily understand. But
2: yeah, yeah. Huh.
0: I mean, also uh, Samoa, Samoa Joe really from Huntington Beach, California. So if a if a wrestler isn't from where he says he is, can, what can you believe in anymore? At least, you know, at, least, at least Warrior, I'll give him credit. He would always stick to that Pots Unknown business.
1: I was going to say, like this guy who's in Potts Unknown?
0: <laughs> he lived in Queens when he was the Dingo Warrior, but moved out because the rents got too damn high. <laughs> wonder,
5: and those that do not believe wonder. Ugh.
1: Here we go with this shit again. Yes. I
5: stand before my Warriors and you, Papa Shango. Let you know that any weakness in my physical condition recently has already been turned into a greater strength. How can a force of warriors such as these...
3: ultimate
0: warrior this voodoo this black magic <laughs> what <laughs> this voodoo Wait, this black magic satanic black magic no. sick shit
1: <laughs> oh that's what it was gene
0: sick shit <laughs> somebody was trying to talk to the warrior but um was trying to communicate with him it's like remember 86 California. Oh, wait, sorry. That was the black scorpion angle. Never mind. We're not uh, running. We're not running that piece of business back.
1: Yes. You're with your son. Oh, Sonny <laughs> Pagano. Charles Sonny Pagano. He said he was your first. Hey,
3: who told okay. you that? Spell <laughs> this curse of Papa Jungle is not threatening you. What you're saying is that you ultimate warrior are in complete control. Of your destiny.
5: I have never been in control of my destiny. It
0: is the... Gene's like, you're in control of your destiny. I've never been in control of my destiny. Wait wait a (laughs) minute. You're saying... Hercules? What? (laughs)
1: Raymond Fernandez Hercules. He said he was your first pay-per-view victory? (laughs)
0: You son of a bitch. Who told you that? <laughs> you got me. You got me. All right, all right. Let's get to the warrior doing the Rudy Giuliani mysterious pleating <laughs> from his fucking ear. Stand
5: behind me. that are in control of such things. But I stand here to tell you that these warriors believe that the voodoo you possess is nothing but another challenge that must be stopped! A challenge that must be conquered! A challenge we will survive!
4: Wait a minute, what's that? What is it? What's that? What is that, McMahon? Where did that come from?
0: What's going on? <laughs> Tastes like boysenberry. <laughs> I mean,
1: th- this is straight up from Dick Ebersol, who ran Saturday Night Live for a couple of seasons. <laughs> mm,
0: I'd give Ebersol a little bit more credit than that.
1: <laughs> th- this is so cheesy. It's so fucking dumb.
0: I can tell you right now, I've always said, yeah, I ducked out after Mania 8, and I I, I didn't watch, but that's not true. I did watch this, and I remember watching this, this particular thing, and just being, oh, well, this is just fucking bullshit now. I got to find something better to do with my time. I'm going to go fucking play wiffle ball down at the tennis courts. And that's what I did in the summer of 92, rather than watching this fucking bullshit. And you looked at this and you went, "The fuck! What kind of likeness is this?" <laughs> no, I think what I went more was um, more along the lines of Phil. <laughs> Great, you got to make me fucking edit it.
3: <laughs> Turn that off.
1: <laughs> well, you got to edit it anyway.
0: <laughs> well, it's true. Turn that off. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. Phil. All right, well, now he's going into convulsion.
1: Is that the fucking tube sticking out of his his wrist there? You can see Uh, the fucking tube. Yeah. I fucking hate you, Warrior.
0: (laughs) Well, a lot of it is pouring down from his uh, Judith Light hair.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And Oakland is like, wait a minute, I think some of that was booze, <laughs> and he gets down on all fours and starts licking it up. It and was tram buoy. Is sambuca. The
1: the crowd is not as hushed, Vince, as it was when uh, Hogan was smushed by the uh, by earthquake. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he wanted.
0: Oh, the Dublin Destroyer! Here you yep. go. Ding 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 Dublin destroyer alert for all of you who observe yep. and ce- and celebrate Come on. A
4: Papa Shango. And I'll tell you that that evil goo that was running
0: down- Maybe that's the British con- uh, British uh, content that that was needed here.
1: Yeah, well whenever you want to whenever you want to get some quick easy heel heat in the UK, you just throw something about Ireland in there.
0: 2661, that's all I have to say. Anyway, yeah, it's a bushwhackers <laughs> match, so we can just talk about other shit. I, I, I I'll bet you, I'll bet you anything. Twenty six counties in the south plus six in the north equals one island. Mm-hmm. The Dublin Destroyer I, is definitely not eating the pin here. I am no. making this proclamation.
1: I got that, by the way, because freshman year in college, for some reason, we had some guy from some guy that was part of that group, the twenty six plus six equals one. And he was selling a whole bunch of shit. And I have I had like one of those small mini fridges that my dad had had. had and I, uh, I I had a whole bunch of stickers on my on my fridge that said that twenty six, six, one, yeah. which is hilarious because I don't even celebrate the fact that I am Irish.
0: Yeah, you come off as more Italian, but maybe that's just because we've just inundated ourselves uh, with with, mm-hmm. with sopranos and Goodfellas shit.
1: Well, no, I do take more pride in my. Well, it's because I know my mother was Italian. We don't really know what the hell my father was. You know?
0: Do you know what village in Sicily she came from?
1: She didn't come from. <laughs> she didn't come from. My mother was from Naples, Napolitano.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, exactly. maybe. My, mo- my mother maybe. wants
1: me to go. T- well, no, my mother wants me to go to Italy next summer and try to research where her family's from. I go, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Mom.
0: I don't know if you can afford to lose another Apple watch. <laughs> you can afford the trip, but you can't afford to lose another Apple watch. Uh, the search continues. <laughs> look, look at this. tag. The Bushwhackers, Luke and Bush, oh tags, Tag Team Specialists.
1: <laughs> this guy, that guy, that jobber's tits were like mine. Holy shit, they were jiggling left and right.
0: <laughs> and look, the double and destroyer standing on the apron like a goon. Did he, not... even get
1: a... did he even get in?
0: Yeah, he did at the very uh, beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they always called the Rockers tag team specialists, but doesn't that apply to the Bushwhackers more? Because you don't remember any of these guys wrestling in a singles role for like, you know, the no? majority of their career. Whereas... Sean admittedly had a singles career of some note.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, some note. Yeah, ne- nearly nearly brought down the business.
1: Sean or, or Sean the Butchwackers.
0: <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Speaking of bringing down the business, it's the 15 year anniversary of the Benoit thing this weekend. Ah, yeah although although i remember that weekend mainly because that it was the weekend where uh former uh, former red sox great rod beck died uh yes
1: rod beck i remember bob our friend bob of bob heck of uh bob heck entertainment uh pittsfield's number one entertainment <laughs> destination please for all of your entertainment needs in the, in the greater uh albany slash uh berkshire area Mentioned Keithy for ten percent on any any anything any at all, uh, but no. I remember Bob used to always joke around about Rod Beck's mullet was always covering the outfield.
0: Oh yeah, well, here, to to go back about Rod Beck, on this weekend in two thousand seven, me and our friend Bar Chris were having a conversation about Rod Beck, probably about his hair or mustache, mm-hmm. and then found out like within twenty four hours that he had died. And I thought, well, that is fucking weird that we're having a co- conversation about a random baseball player who's been out of the game for five years now. And then he's passed away all of a sudden. And then it, it gets completely buried by the other uh, stuff on that weekend, obviously. What, Chris Benoit, whatever happened there? Speaking of
1: Bar Chris, uh, Bar Chris and I have a very odd thing too about something similar to that on monday september 10th 2001 we were hanging out at the uh Town Line lounge while we were singing karaoke talking about how there really isn't any kind of defining moment of our generation oh
0: yeah <laughs> i swear to
1: god i swear on my life we were having that conversation that
2: night <laughs>
0: Yeah. At, at that time, it would have been the Challenger exploding or the Berlin Wall, depending on your perspective and how much you care about world events. Yeah. Because one one of them is clearly U.S. and the other was Europe. Uh, 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 for, for me, the defining uh, moment of my my generation up until 9-11 uh, was probably when Bird stole the ball against the Pistons. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, great moments in American history. Bird stealing the ball against the Pistons, and I texted you about that the other day. And you, you remember, I said Bird steal against the Pistons in '87 happened on the same day as Shiki and Duggan got busted in the car. <laughs> you did you, say that. You never think of two disparate events like that, but yes, they occurred on the same day. <laughs> T-
1: I wonder if Hulk Hogan has something to do with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hogan had it out for Sheik, even though Sheik <laughs> was the one who put him over. Now WWF officials are in the
3: process of choosing a site for all the action, and I'm sure an announcement is going to be made within the next few weeks.
0: Now Mooney is rooting for Germany because of his love of uh, apparent, allegedly, of German pornography. Ah. Boy, I hope I hope there's a great there's a great sex club in Bonn. <laughs> I don't know. That was the first for some reason. That was the first German city name. <laughs> Berlin and Munich felt so cliche. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: As you might imagine, all the superstars of the World Wrestling Federation yeah.
0: are hoping to take advantage of this unique opportunity. All of them. I mean, there's some. Some who probably couldn't go. Uh,
1: yeah, there's got to be at least like one that can't, like their visas all fucked up. Maybe it was Crush.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's why Sheiky left.
1: Mm. I Maybe. can't go to Europe, baby.
0: It would have been funny if in '92 they just decided yeah. to switch him back to Iron Sheik and just not fucking talk about it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Because well, they did eventually, right?
0: They did met when. Colonel Mustafa debuted. They did refer to who he was on on the commentary, but really never did again. They
1: called him Sheik Al-Nan Kassasi, or whatever his name was.
0: Oh, no. Colonel Mustafa, not General Adnan.
3: Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Issued a challenge to money
0: incorporated for the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Championship.
3: Oh, crap. <laughs>
1: Wow, this is fucking terrible. I just realized something. We had a Repo Man inset promo. Then we had a Repo Man event center promo. We had a natural, we had an, a Money Inc. inset promo during their match. And now we're getting a Money Inc. promo in the event center. What the fuck is going on?
0: The video quality here is making Dibiase look like he's fucking Max Headroom. What kind of likeness is that? I mean, look, look at that. He's like all squared and jagged and shit. Oh, God. Got to admit, Rotundo looks sharp. He looks like a handsome man there.
1: Yeah, it's just a shame that this is... Th- they fucking dominated television in 92. <laughs> They're on yeah. all the fucking time.
0: Yeah. It is, it is funny how we're kind of looking for an exit strategy from this 92 business. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and all right, here's, here's how it's going to go down, all right, is... Mm-hmm. Next week we're watching Superstars, and I don't get, I don't give a fuck what 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 you think. We're watching the fucking nails thing because I sat through it the other day just because mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I, I want to remember how this all went down. Uh huh. And I have more than a few thoughts on this subject.
1: Did it go down like it did at four? <laughs> well,
0: I don't know what incident you're referring to. I don't know. either. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were gonna say Hogan. Hogan suplexing Virgil on the floor.
1: The, Her- the Hercules uh, Warrior match that I referenced <laughs> earlier.
0: <laughs> yeah, that followed that Jake or Jake Rude snoozer. <laughs> can, we do,
1: can we do an '84 project, an '88 project, rather, and go back and watch WrestleMania Four?
0: Well, watch watch the stuff up to uh, Mania Four from like. We could start with the main event and just go till 4. No, 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 no. I
1: just want to watch 4, but I don't want to watch the Battle Royal. I don't want to watch the tag title match, and I don't want to watch any of Savage's matches.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Battle Royal is awesome. Cause Uker, I know, that's why we're going to... You could calling the Battle Royal. You would think there's no fucking way this guy could even come close to matching... The midget match from three, but then he he, he bats lead off at which is funny because he had a 200 career average and he's batting lead off, and he knocks it out of the park with the with the battle royal stuff.
1: Because I think I think as far as like most people will say, the battle royal, savages matches, and the tag title match are the best part of WrestleMania four.
0: I don't think the tag title match is all that good because. That is an example of... And I'm putting my wrestling analyst hat on for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a match that suffers because the crowd is just completely checked out at that point.
1: It does, but I think the match itself is pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean... And it, obviously the, the outcome
1: is great. You the know? work
0: is fine. All four guys, I, I like all four guys. The problem was, it's at like hour, three hours and 25 minutes of that fucking yeah. show. It was yeah. a crowd that didn't really give a shit anyway. No. And also the dynamic was kind of fucked up because you could tell that was not a strike force crowd. And Strike Force no. Strike Force was over as faces, but for some reason sure. that one night uh people were not cheering for them. They wanted to cheer for demolition. And uh, I think that I think that hurts the match. Mm. But money, yeah. Inc., yeah. money Inc., yeah, money yeah. Uh, a little a little bit of these guys would have gone a long way, but they you know, They didn't have much to draw on. I mean, mean, it it kept DiBiase fresh. is one of the old old guys here who's still hanging around. Yeah, kept him fresh. He didn't split. Nope. Will uh, IRS say tax, taxes, or some form of the word tax more than one and a half times here?
1: (laughs) Jesus, these fucking... Why am I doing this? Why do I do this to you? The problem is, is that it's always the fucking spread. Like, you can't just let me do something straight up. It's always going to be a spread. And that's where you fucking get me. (laughs) Hey. Hey, No. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go with the under. Okay. You said one and a half? Yeah. Uh, He says it
4: once. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, Irwin, it's SummerSlam time again, and this time we're going to Europe. We don't know where just yet, but I hope, like you hope, that it's somewhere in Switzerland (laughs) where we have our Swiss bank accounts. But it doesn't matter, because money is money anywhere in the world. And you, typhoon, earthquake, natural disasters, a disaster can happen anywhere in the world, just like it did over here. (laughs) (laughs) You know something, Million Dollar Man? Some teams might be intimidated having to go over to Europe. But Money Incorporated is used to doing lots and lots of business in foreign markets. And this is no different. Earthquake and Typhoon, you're looking at the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, and we're going to stay that way for a long, long time.
0: (laughs) Wow. An IRS promo where he literally talks for about 20 seconds and never fucking mentions taxes.
1: Well, thank God for that.
0: You could have... He, he could have been fucking Tully Blanchett for all we knew there. <laughs> Come on, IRS, you live up to your fucking gimmick here. Stop, stop trying to be Tully. Tully Blanchett, Tully Blanchett just rolled over in his grave. Well, to uh, to <laughs> would be like, wait, Tully's here. He he's, he always had the good coke. See those West <laughs> Texas guys, they stuck together.
1: They sure did.
0: Now, I paused it right at the point where they're doing the effect where where the line goes across the screen so we can see IRS on the right and we can see smiling John Tenta on the left. That would have
1: been a good uh, what, battle bowl tag team of earthquake and <laughs> earthquake and IRS.
0: That might have fucking happened at like a 96 battle bowl or something in WCW, <laughs> except it would have been, I don't know what shock and Wall Street, man. I don't know.
1: Wall Street, man. By,
0: excuse me, Michael, Michael Wall Street, or VK Wall Street. I just like my, Wall Street. Oh, there he is, the Wall Street man. <laughs> the fact that they called him VK Wall Street because of Vince McMahon, even though he owned a private company at that time, but would eventually mm-hmm. take it public by the end of the decade. Kind of one of those funny things that I like to think about. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Well, uh, why do I think of it? I don't know. I'm probably mentally ill in, in, a, lot, in a lot of ways. Uh, I, mean, I, do, I do a podcast where I just have a list of drops that I just fucking play randomly. Not talking! All right. <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ.
0: All right, I need to be set straight because we got John and Fred here. And they're smiling. <laughs> they must have just eaten. Yeah.
2: <laughs> A fucking tray in there.
0: I was hungry. <laughs> All right, um right. I'm trying to think of interesting bets for national. Smiling John Tenta. <laughs> All right.
2: Who Look do you think? He's, he's yeah, so he's,
0: happy to be a face. He's got he's got a big smile, but who will talk more in this promo? And I'm talking just number of seconds.
1: Um, oh, you're going to count it? Uh, I yeah. will say Typhoon talks more.
0: Okay. And I hope to God they don't have a back and forth, because there's no way I'm going to be able to fucking keep track of that. <laughs> I hope it's the usual one guy talks, and then mm-hmm. we get the responsorial sum. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, Europe, batting down the hatches, ah. because the natural disasters are in your source. Can you imagine? We could be going to Rome. Oh. Whoa, pizza spaghetti and beautiful women and money. We could wind up hand-to-hand combat down in the big coliseum, just like the old-time gladiators. You guys would be fitting in perfect because we you knock your teeth out, you'll be able to eat all that sucked up spaghetti.
0: All right, so he got 27 seconds.
5: Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, He kind of lost his train of thought there. He, he started talking about food, and he started wandering off into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. Come on, Fred. You can't do a promo where Fred Ottman talks about food. He's going to lose his fucking train of thought.
1: <laughs> I will say he talked about pizza in Italy. Pizza in Italy is
0: fantastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, always, I mean, I, I heard that it's different, but mm-hmm. okay. Sorry. All right. I, I have set the clock here, 27 mm-hmm. seconds for uh, Earthquake. It's, mm-hmm. like a, it's like a beat-the-clock match, except for mm-hmm. uh, vague promos about going to Europe. Mm. Ready and... Go.
5: We're going to tell you it doesn't matter wherever we are in Europe. If we are yeah, in Rome, baby. that's okay. But wherever we meet you at SummerSlam, there's only one thing that will promise the typhoon's blast and the earthquake. Yeah, baby.
0: Yeah. It was about uh, typhoon got like eight seconds more mm-hmm. than, than earthquake. Mm. Kind of surprised very surprised how'd you know like, what how'd you know it was gonna go down like that don't worry about it how <laughs> kogan had something to do how kogan definitely had something to do with this
3: the natural disaster is planning to make a large withdrawal from money incorporated don't miss your chance.
0: <sighs> he would go back to that pun and, and i didn't like it because large withdrawal makes it sound like something else entirely If you know what I'm talking about. I sure do.
1: (laughs) Happy Pride Month.
0: Yeah, so next week, May 30th, Superstars. It's got the big boss man on there. And, uh, yeah. Oh, well, there's a Papa Shango match at the very least.
1: Oh, the Voodoo Man.
0: We got an update on the Ultimate Warrior's uh, spontaneous bleeding.
1: Another warrior update
0: yeah all right well I mean it wasn't very British Lord no, Lord, Al- Lord Alfred Hayes was nowhere to be found I know
1: I'm a little disappointed I was really I got really excited because I was like oh we'll get to see like British like, British commercials and British promos and hopefully something and somebody will be talking in a British act none of that yeah. none of it happened yeah but okay I guess
0: hmm <laughs> well, my I'm, my I'm, I'm glad we did this. We got down,
4: we got up, we got funky, and we got bad.
1: Yeah. We did. I'm glad too. I mean, it's always good to to, to expand our horizons and go somewhere else in the world. Uh, maybe we can do the Japanese version of Superstars next week.
0: I don't know. The one time we did a Japan show, it had like the lowest listenership of any show we've ever done. <laughs> by by like forty percent. Really. It, well, it was like that third episode we did where I was still surprising you with stuff. And I was oh, like, yeah. here's John Tenta working all Japan in 88. And you're like, oh, OK. <laughs> here's
1: John Tenta.
0: <laughs> we're gonna, we're, what are we going to do? We're going to sit here and watch a bunch of ten room matches? Yes, exactly. That is what we're going to do. Mm. Yeah. At some point, though, we should watch the Earthquake Fred Katow match just for the humor of the whole thing. Fred Fred
1: Catow match. Wrestling is fake. I want you all to know
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) He storms off. What a prick! (laughs) Like he he gets to the back and Tenru looks at his WrestleMania (sighs) seven partner and is all like, (laughs) Uh, "He's gotta go." <laughs> How dare hey, you with my own country? <laughs> hey, those Yakuza guys—they don't fuck around. No, that little guy—he hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> Why,
1: <laughs> Fat Tony?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <Huh>. So it,
0: <laughs> yeah. So the May thirtieth Super Size is our next show, and <laughs> I'm looking—I'm looking forward to making you sit through that angle where nails just brutal. Brutally beats the crap out of boss man. <laughs>
2: Looking forward to it.
0: And we learned some very uncomfortable truths about uh, the big boss man on that. Thanks. Day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause this is where he talks about how he beat him. Right.
0: Um, well, the, he, he, doesn't give the promo, but he, he just runs into the ring and beats the shit out of him. But the, the untruths, the untrue, the, 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 the truth about boss man that, that you're going to learn is obvious in, in the way that the angle plays out. And I'll, we I'll, don't I'll talk save about that. Bruno. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll save that for, for the next week. <laughs> Very good. Thank yes. you. Pete. Yeah. And also the way Vince McMahon welcomes, uh, nails to the scene, mm-hmm. uh, might not, might not be one of his most iconic calls ever. I'm just gonna, oh, really? Yeah. I'm just, yeah, just going to say that. Really?
1: Ooh, I'm excited
2: for
0: this now. A lot of fucked up angles here in 92 that that don't work in the arena. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, I'm not saying that they had to go play the fucking uh, Fernwood Resort in Bushkill, Pennsylvania, but I'm just saying that the angles would have come off a little bit better there. Sure. So, yes, that is it for our show this week. And if you've enjoyed this thing of ours that we do that we would never admit to the ex- existence of yes. ever we would stand trial like men <laughs> on trial for what we don't know but whatever
1: whatever happened there <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever happened there please leave a five star review for apple podcast on apple podcasts uh, uh itunes uh fucked up the whole bit but greetings to Valente GFA live cuz provides what's known as social proof that you're listening to and enjoying this podcast. Now, I'm on Twitter, at GF Alital, Pond, on Twitter, at Flounder824. You can email greeksbalantown at gmail.com. It's, <laughs> it's 90 degrees out. It's time for me to smoke some pork. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, never Never a better day for that. Mm. And tune in next time for another exciting edition. G-F-A Live. <laughs>
3: can break up my party.
4: Turn that off.